When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. We are going to jump right into Miami. We both were saying, I think this has been one of the better Miami episodes we've had this season. It was so good on so many different levels, starting with the women and going to the church and visiting Guadalupe and just how they all came together. I mean, the episode before, we had Larsa and Gertie going at it. And then in this episode, they all all came together our for a brief moment. For, for a brief, brief moment. Yes. Yeah. For a very brief moment. All came together and Larsa's consoling Gertie. Gertie is having this raw moment where she's openly sharing how scared she is and is crying. And Alexia is with her. It was just very powerful to kind of watch. Oh, yeah. I was really, I loved it. Um, I think what was really neat was seeing Alexia talk about like, you know, have have strengthen your faith and power of prayer and how that helped her with Frankie. Um, and then, yeah, I was so surprised it was Larsa consoling her. Um, obviously then we get a little upset later in the episode, but no, I thought it was, um, it was a really, a really powerful episode. It was really nice to see all the women come together. And it also though, I think started foreshadowing and teasing what we were going to not teasing, but like foreshadowing and previewing what we were going to see with Julia. I, sometimes forget about the story with her son. Like yes. she shared it on other seasons for those who are jumping in now um, and didn't watch when it was on Peacock. She has shared this story before. It's really heartbreaking. Um, but we're seeing how it's like, this is residual like trauma that she has it all up. Yeah. Fully, I mean, I don't know that you could fully ever process the experience to be quite frank, but I think it's, I mean, she had not stepped in the church since the passing of her son yeah. And just for her to be there. And I just think Julia as a housewife, I appreciate so many things about her. She's not like, she's very quirky, right? For but sure. yeah. she's also just so authentically herself. And I think that's what I love about watching her. And I mean, delusion is one of my favorite qualities, but also authenticity, which these days as housewives, people are, you know, trying to play a role and trying to be a person. But I truly think J- Julia would be kissing you and putting her oh, lip yeah. on. And that's like not, a, that's like her. I think she's one of those people that sometimes does forget there's cameras on her. Like she really does seem to just kind of like, I don't want to say let her guard down, but just be herself. And I, you can definitely, you can see that. And some 
other women in Miami do that, but maybe um, not in a, a positive way. Um, thinking a little bit about Larsa, but let's, before we jump into some of that and some of the major drama that happened amongst the women, um, Lenny and Lisa um, come to an agreement on their divorce and it's pretty much almost or settlement, not settlement. The divorce. Part. Yeah. It's pretty much, well, this is like kind of the final piece to the divorce. Um, it's determining kind of how they're dividing the assets and all the things. And she's talking to her lawyer and basically it's kind of like, I think, you know, we don't want to go to court with this. This seems like a really good thing. And then Lenny calls her, does not agree to be recorded, of course, and throws in one small change that she can, he's going to build her a house, but she can never have another male residing there. That was a uh, very weird. And I would love a lawyer's point of view on this, actually, on this situation, because why I just not. Can you even do that? Can you control someone to that yes, degree? Also, but I just want to understand, like, why she feels like she wouldn't benefit from going to court and letting a judge decide. Like, why is she so willing? She did some crazy things, too, like the DoorDash. Yeah. Know, like the 15000 on the DoorDash. And then I wasn't there. Didn't he, like, push her to a point where she, like, physically pushed him? And so then he called the – like, I think that he's done – they both have gone tit for tat. But yeah. you're right. Like the whole like not having a male live there. It's like, bitch, your mistress is living in this damn house. And, and he's like, well, I'm paying for it. I'm like. Okay. like, But also I'm like, are you implying then that like Lisa has done nothing to contribute to the financial strength exactly. of that household? Because like had she not stayed home with the kids, you would probably have less money because you would have a nanny who knows what, you know what I mean? Like, and then she'd be more financially independent and being able to call the shots a little bit. It kind of, I mean, this is something that um, we'll talk a little more about headlines, but Craig brought up like pages. He loves her independence. And he said her thing is she always, she never wants to be in a spot where she feels like she can't get out that like, if she wanted to in the middle of the night, she could take the kids. And it reminds me of like Ramona singer says this, all these housewives say this, like if you, for these women, if you cannot create and establish your own financial freedom, you really do become almost a prisoner to these men that are directly financially contributing. I am not saying if you stay home, you are not financially contributing to the house. That's a whole other conversation, but it's just a, it's harder a when risk, you, I suppose, yeah. or something that you have to consider if you're being put into that position. Yeah. You know, I've seen it firsthand in my family um, you and I have had like candid conversations with us and people we know. And yeah, I know for myself, like being financially independent is very important for me due to things I've experienced in my life. So we're seeing it firsthand. But so yeah, interesting points that you brought up there that I've kind of low-key forgot about. Um, Lisa's kind of unhinged behavior and why she may be willing to um settle. And I'm sure her lawyer has been advising her as well. So Again, if there's any, I'm still curious if you're a lawyer and you have any other points of view, like DM us and we'll share it with everyone. I'm just also curious and all that. Um, so then we get to go to this fabulous gondola ride. My kind of gondola ride, personally. I think it was like fun. It was like basically like a a party barge gondola. Yeah, neat. It was like a, you know, instead of the, what do you do in Nashville? The pedal bikes. The pedal bike. And then like, you know, in um, New Orleans and like Louisiana, the bayou, you get on those like alligator. But it kind of gave me like a mix of both. Like you're drinking, you're having fun, but you're not like on this like 
You're not on a fancy yacht just like cruising around. I am amazed that it was one man um, steering it. Because There's probably a bit of a current. You know? I mean, there has to be. But also, why not put a little motor on that thing? <laughs> like, come on. I wonder if it's not allowed. It didn't look like it was that big of a body of water. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway. I don't yeah. know. But adds, adds to the charm. Kiki. So he's like sweating up a storm. The women are feeling bad. They're like, do you need water? And Kiki here is like, God, I love Kiki. She's like, I'll give you a blowjob. How do you want it? <laughs> She's so Kiki willing to offer up her really services. having a great season of Housewives. I think she is like just the, the way I don't want to say the way she comes for the women, but she like. She's not afraid to, if you even if you're her friend to be like I don't agree with that or I just I'm really enjoying Kiki I, I especially I, even in this episode where she kind of was very much triggered by Lisa feeding a dog. Yes. So the women. Um, okay. Actually, let's. I think this kind of was layered a couple things before they get into the dog fight. I do also want to say because Larsa and Lisa get into it. Yes. Before the rest of the women get into it. And she's basically, Lisa's very upset about the settlement, the emotional aspect of like, holy shit, I'm having a bad day. As Marisol said, she's not fun monkey right now. (laughs) She's sad monkey. And she's just processing her divorce. And I feel like the women have emotional fatigue with Lisa. I was going to say, at some point, these women like, you got to say, I need a break from your drama. And I get it. They're like, we're on vacation. We cannot. It's like, I think if you're watching, like if you were to jump in on this episode, you're like, why are they not being supportive? Nice friends. It's like, this has dragged down the group at many occasions. Like it's enough. So Larsa essentially is like, honey, you don't want to lose Jody. He's the best thing for you because of all of this. Like, cause she uses him as like her therapist and, he like I could understand the sensitivity there of how upset she is about Lenny and feeling like, wait a second, honey, do you not love me? Like, what is this yeah. all about? And I actually think Larsa was a good friend for like calling her out on that, like yeah. the honesty aspect. I don't know. What did you think? I thought the same thing. I And I think we're all feeling this. It's like if we as viewers and they as friends are like, we can't hear any more Lenny talk. Jody is feeling that times 50 times 100. And I think they're trying to say to her, like, you have such a good thing with him. He supports you. He loves you. It's healthy. You do not, you do not, don't let Lenny run one more thing in your life. And I think that's what they're trying to say. Like, don't give Lenny this power and this like sense to just completely overtake your life in every like aspect of it. And it, she takes it as you're telling me I'm doing something wrong. I'm the one who's going to chase Jody away. And I, I think it's just, unfortunately, she's just so deep in this process. She can't, she can't understand what they're, the, the good advice and actually the like tough love they're giving her. Homegirl needs some prayers and therapy. Let's be real. Like she needs and to like talk to you. exorcism <laughs> of Lenny out of her life. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I get you're always going to be co-parenting, but like the way things are going, I'm sure he has like a handler that gets the kids and a handler that drops them off. Like, she could probably never see Lenny again until one of her kids gets married. Oh if she really, God. which is like yeah. sad, but like maybe that's what they need. Maybe it is. So then, you know, they're eating, they're eating um tacos and they're where they're um, the gondola is taking them is, you know, an area of Mexico where certain people live in homes that are not the homes that they're kind of used to. And they see two dogs and they're like, immediately um, they must be hungry. So Lisa starts throwing food to 
these dogs, not realizing like how offensive that could be if the owner comes out and is like, what yeah. the F are you doing? I thought uh, it was either Alexia or Kiki was like, okay, well, how would you feel if a bow and sell your dogs and driving b- past your home in Star Island? Like, it's just, yeah. unfortunately, and, it's not your place. And these aren't like, these weren't like street dogs that didn't have, like, you could, you could tell that they were like somewhat domesticated, maybe not to the level that Lisa thinks a dog should be domesticated. They're not, um, I don't think she's holding, they're not being held in Birkin bags and toted around. But yeah, I felt like it was very offensive and almost like, um, I'm just going to assume everyone here lives in poverty and can't feed their, their animals. And I could see why Kiki was like, this is rude. You can't, you can't do that. And you don't also know what they're being fed. And she's like doubling down as if like this is the best thing they're going to eat. And clearly showing her privilege and making more of an ass of herself. And not also. So Kiki's getting very triggered. She's from Haiti. Those types of home are very familiar to her. Um, I do feel like the rest of the women are like, oh, my gosh, like how like they're probably so happy, the people who live in these homes. But Lisa, the way she was kind of going in on it, it was very offensive. So Kiki media is like okay enough like i'm getting you like really triggered like stop and lisa and lisa like kind of taunts her back and i think she, she said like what was it like she said something too that even like Lars is like if you said that to me i would have been in your she face stood up more. like yeah basically kiki was like if you're gonna stand like if you stand up like we're gonna go head to head and yeah all lisa had to say was shut the fuck up and then she also like stood up and like like a little toddler like, had her hands on her yeah. hip and yeah. looked at her like, what now, bitch? Like, what are you going to do? And Kiki's like, threw a juice box at her. All of a sudden then, that becomes assault. I oh love my God. being like, juice box, juice box. It's assault. It's like, okay. Like, I was like, honey, that is a fucking reach. Come on now. Like, it's I've, not I've like, had a juice box thrown at me by my children. And I did yes, not press charges. Yeah. But she, they get more and more escalated. Kiki eventually stands up. Um, Larsa is defending Kiki, which I was actually pleased to see just knowing how Kiki's been feeling some type of way about their friendship. I was happy to see. And the rest of the women is like, are like, Lisa, sit down, sit down. Yeah, like, like you're telling everyone to shut the fuck up and all screaming, of this. Screaming like you, you throw something at, like, it was like, it just, and I mean, the other woman talked about it. this isn't, this isn't Lisa mad at Kiki in this moment. This is Lisa getting out all of the emotions wherever she can. And Kiki, unfortunately, happened to be on the receiving end the of The residual, it, but, yes. But I think it was, I liked how the women, I thought they did a really good job from a housewife perspective of kind of showing their uh, support to Kiki while also saying to Lisa, like, we understand you're hurting, but you can't, you can't act like this. This isn't normal. No. So then they tried to pray, um, have a prayer to kind of get the bad energy out. But Adriana was bad juju. And she missed Lady Guadalupe. And I don't think she realized how they were praying. No, no, no. She missed Lady Guadalupe. And then they come up to this creepy as fuck corner of this. I don't even know what you want to call it. This little lake river of these dolls all hanging. And like, and there's a story with this. It's creepy even if you don't know the story. I think knowing the story makes it a little. You have like a little empathy, but it's still fucking creepy. Yeah. So there's, and these aren't like, um, these are dolls that have um, lived a life. You know, they look like well played with. They're, 
it's just it's very creepy. Um, and the story is uh, a man saw a child drown and wasn't able to save the child. The child passed and it like haunted him to the point where he couldn't sleep and it like just really bothered him. So he started hanging dolls in the area where the child drowned so that the spirit of the deceased child could play with these dolls. And he became obsessive and started hanging more and more and more. And ultimately was like, they said he like went crazy. I don't know if they took him away or what. I don't know how the story ended for this man, but there's a lot of dolls hanging. It's creepy. And a man, which might've been him. Yeah. No, well, not it wasn't like a body, was it? No, but the, oh, they, they first the saw yeah. a man, like yeah, a, a, yeah, stop, not a real person. Yes. Um. So it, this is creepy, like one hundred percent. And then for Julia, this is really triggering because it's kind of this is all spurred upon by like death and spirits, and then it's like another way that's kind of bringing up this like the wound of her son of his passing and everything and so like she starts having like a full-on just like panic attack needing to get off this boat which is extremely understandable uh it was just like all this and i don't know how long they were on that ride but i felt like (laughs) like in an hour the roller coaster i mean it was a a lot (laughs) so i feel bad be like this was a great episode but i feel like it just had so many like pieces to it i enjoyed seeing larsa rightfully be in kiki's corner uh i just think you know the conversations with the woman and i do even appreciate gertie at one point too with watching lisa and kiki fight like she starts crying because she's like you guys are fucking fighting over a juice box and i'm fighting cancer like yes you know just the whole like juxtaposition of all of this um yeah but i think i you know i we keep saying this wasn't the this has not been the best Miami season since they brought Miami back. But moments like this, I just think it's kind of like um they're figuring it, they're still figuring it out. But I feel like this was a really good, good episode. It's a, it's been a solid season in terms of emotions and vulnerability and all of that. And uh one thing I do also want to kind of give a little shout out to is Alexia. We like to talk about the frenemies of housewives, Adriana. And Alexia are able to coexist. She does not like her, but she's also like, she's a great performer. I like her song. <laughs> Go you. Like, I just love, I like, would like to see more of that on Housewives. It's like, you can feel multiple feelings yeah. about something. You could not yeah. this or that. So I just appreciate, like, she's like, yeah, she's a, that's a good song. Good performer. Good she doesn't yeah. care for her, but she's also like there to be supportive of yeah, her. I think some men in America could use that <laughs> lesson. <laughs> yeah. all roads lead to taylor um no before we dive into beverly hills we're going to take a quick little ad break uh looking for the perfect gift for your someone special this valentine's day quince has you covered with luxury essentials at affordable prices they have amazing items such as 100 percent mongolian cashmere sweaters from 50 dollars, washable silk tops and dresses organic sweaters 14 karat cold jewelry Best of all, all their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories and cuts out the cost of the middleman directly passing those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric and finishes. I swear I will wear my sweater at least once a week, if not twice. I've thrown it on with leggings. I've worn it with jeans. I've worn it to work meetings. Uh, and I just got just your very standard black cashmere crew neck sweater. Uh, I just, I love wearing it. Um, it's been great from fall into winter. Now we're kind of 
slowly maybe transitioning into spring-ish. Um, so highly recommend their cashmere sweaters if you are looking for a great uh, Valentine's Day gift for a friend, a sister, or for the men out there listening to this for your um, girlfriend, wife, significant other. Uh, and give yourself or others a gift of luxury this Valentine's Day with Quince. Go to quince.com slash real moms for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash real moms to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash real moms. You have no idea how excited Abby and I were to hear about Lola V. Jennifer Aniston's hair care line when we got the chance to try the products for themselves. Guys, good news. They live up to the hype. I will tell you, I have thin hair that's also very voluminous, frizz prone, toosy, naturally curly hair. I'm also prone to product buildup. So I'm always very, very skeptical when I try new products because it it takes the right balance of finding the things that work for me. I need something that's clarifying, but also conditioner that's very moisturizing. Well, let me tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed Lola V's products. So the restorative shampoo and conditioner It is so great. Um, Not only that, it's cruelty-free, which I think we all feel good about. Restorative, um, also sustainable, which is we also feel a little good about as well, helping the environment. But the restorative shampoo and the restorative conditioner, I think for me, they were – it was clarifying enough but also cleansed my hair properly with the shampoo. Then the conditioner was also moisturizing enough to where my hair didn't feel dried out or straw-like. They're using plant-based ingredients. I'm telling you guys, you're going to love, love the products. Not only that, there's an intensive repair treatment that you can do. I also like to use the lightweight hair oil. So after I'm done blow drying, blow drying and styling my hair, I will use the lightweight hair oil on my ends. There's also detangling gloss. That is one of Jennifer's favorite items that my girls, um, if you're a mom and have girls and know the struggle of detangling hair, this is a miracle product. So you guys, we have a promo code for you. So get 15% off with code real moms at www.lolav.com. That is L O L A V I E.com slash real moms. Again, get 15% off Lola V with code real moms at www.lolav.com slash real moms. Remember, it's Lola V, L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's jump into a wild episode of Beverly Hills. I think the the rise of Erica Jane, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, she is 
center diamond this season. 100%. You said it early on. Yeah. You made a meme. Center diamond energy. I'm here for it. I am always for a comeback story, and I'm glad to have EJ be like likable and enjoyable again. Well, also being like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Like, I think I kind of like this Erica. Yes, absolutely. But before we got there, so the aftermath of Crystal, um, I have to say I had a little bit of PTSD um, watching it. So Crystal's blood pressure was 177 over 108, which is terrifying. So she was hospitalized. She has hypertension in her family. Um, If you guys didn't know, I have um, chronic hypertension as a result of my preeclampsia. So I'm on medication to kind of monitor that. So with blood pressure as top of mind and something that I'm constantly kind of always thinking about, on one hand, I didn't want this to happen to her. But on the other hand, I appreciated the candid conversation about it and just being open about it. I think for me, if I'm being real with y'all, I I mean, listen, guys, I'm 38. When I heard like, holy shit, I have chronic hypertension and processing that and that I'd have to be on medication from now and probably the rest of my life, I did have a sense of like, what the fuck? Like, I feel horrible about myself. I feel really guilty. Like, I started kind of sh- going down a shame spiral until a friend of mine was like, well, aren't you so lucky that there is at least a pill out there to help you with this and, you know, can extend your life and Yada, yada, yada. So I appreciated the candidness and awareness. Um, blood pressure and cardiac disease is one of the high. Um, I'm not going to quote this properly, but if you look at the American Heart Association, it's a silent killer against amongst women. So it's just something that I'm very passionate about. So if you don't have a cuff at home, get one, pregnant or not. It's just good to be in check with that. So that's my PSA. Also, when I went to my... Um annual physical with my primary care, which also just a little PSA. Um, As women, we tend to rely on our OBGYNs for everything, and they are not primary care providers. They are amazing doctors, and they serve a like 100% of purpose. Um, But we as women cannot just rely on our OBGYNs. We need to have primary care providers as well. Um, They told me now that the kind of like the standard for blood pressure is no longer 120 over 80. They really like to see people at 110 over 70. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, I mean, for those of like, cause I think, you know, if you're like, oh, it's, you know, 130 slightly elevated, but I'm okay. Cause you're thinking 120 is baseline. I guess now they're saying they like, someone's going to at me, but that is what my physician told me. Yeah. So yeah. talk to your physician. Yeah. Obviously we're talking about our personal experiences, but we Just are be mindful. Yeah. Well, be mindful. Our whole thing here is you guys know if you've been listening to us for a bit is just advocating for yourself. So please, please do. But something I would like to advocate for is I love a three minute shopping challenge. <laughs> um, I enjoyed watching Dorit and Kyle go at, at it. Like how uh, do you do in that scenario? I mean, I was just like dying laughing because Kyle's like, I'm going to get this ring even though it's too small. Like it just, I'm like, do you, I think she just likes the, the adrenaline rush, um, the dopamine effect of like just purchasing and like something new. I was, I was laughing. I love that Sutton was like, I'm giving you guys three minutes. Cause I know you well enough that like, you'll see this as a challenge. You'll get everything you need in the three minutes. Uh, it, it made the whole, that whole thing made me laugh. I also have to say when they went into the church, um, what a church thing this week, you know? Yes. But I half like you must love this. I did. I will say, um, I forgot to mention this too for the women. I could see why they got so emotional. There is something like when a collective group of people are praying together, even if it's like strangers you don't know, like there were other people there seeing Lady Guadalupe. There is like this like 
emotional sense to it. That's hard to describe, but I loved all of them going in there, but most importantly, okay. I did love Erica say, get on those knees, Anne Marie. Like, <laughs> I don't know if God would have loved that. Um, but <laughs> I got a little chuckle out of that. I also appreciated that it brought Sutton and Kyle together. Like kind of that moment where Sutton's like, I'm sorry, I haven't been a good friend. And Kyle's like, I could have been a better friend too. I just thought that was really sweet to see. Very rarely do we see housewives given I'm sorry without um, a, a butt. butt. So I appreciated that. Gabby Aiden was proud. Um, but yes, the shopping thing cracked me up. I don't know. Like, I get that they were doing this paella class and stuff. But like, why are we on such a tight timeline? On I was wondering that as well. I'm guessing it was like probably the drive. Perhaps May, It must have been back to but the house. But yeah, I was like, we are. No. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. I also want to understand, like, I want to ask Dorit, like, why do you need seven hand-painted fans? Like, well, she does everything in moderation, including excess. So um, that was her tagline one year. I think it, I don't know. Also, I, I mean, I, I guess I, now I'm starting to see why they bring so much luggage. I bet half of those suitcases are empty and it's all the shit they're bringing home. Oh, for sure. For well, where's sure. all of this going? I mean, I know they have big homes, but as someone who like clutter and piles make me feel very like anxious and like my life is out of control. I don't like seven fans. Like, yeah, where are all these, where are all these fans going? And where does all this crap go when you come back from trips? Listen, <laughs> I love to shop with the best of them. So I am like guilty of both. Like I'm staring at my piles of shit right now <laughs> that, that I need to, need to like declutter, not even return, just like get rid of. So I get kind of, I, I have no idea. I Some people can too. live in the piles though. Like Ariana. Yeah. Get, well, God, I can't do that. I'm not to that extreme, but I also think they must donate or purge regularly, at least I hope. But I don't know. These are uh, these are questions we need answered. Maybe we need to submit it to watch what happens live next time Dorit goes on. But the paella class, Storm has a hot okay. daddy. Who would you go for? His Storm or the dad? Um, probably Storm. The oh, I'm going man. dad. <laughs> this is why we're a good duo. Um, <laughs> I'll go for the son. You go for the dad. <laughs> I, the dad. He's lived a life. He knows what he's doing behind <laughs> behind the bedroom doors. Um, I love. I'm just. I'm loving Erica and Garcelle as friends. But then we get to this the dinner. They've been drinking all day. Erica is drunk. She knows it. Um, she's saying to Sutton's friend. Sutton has a beautiful soul. Which everyone's like, oh, here we go, Erica. But this is a drunk side of Erica. We've we seen the, you know, like getting really upset, the yelling at like Eileen because she like, don't bring up my son. That was in like, I think Tokyo. Like we've seen all the different sides of drunk Erica. We have never seen drunk Rain Man. And this was <laughs> unbelievable. She also gave us a new iconic line, Merce is in the purse. <laughs> I was dying to like, well, Merce is in the purse. I know you <laughs> love Merce, but he was in a Ziploc bag. Like... And, and just, all the women just looked like, what? <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. We talked about the Ziploc bag. I mean, I was like last week, but I like how Sutton's like, they give it to you in a big bat. I mean, it is true. But um, then all of a sudden, Erica knows, like people are talking about being from like Ghana and their background. And she's like, now are you Christian? Or are you Muslim? And what type of Muslim are you? And like, she knew all these things. When Garcelle goes, who are you? Like all of a sudden, Erica became a genius an like, oracle as they said i'm like worldly everything and the erudite is that how you say it i can no, pronounce it I miss, yeah. i'm probably mispronouncing it but it was so funny to watch and i think 
for the women who have filmed or known Erica for so long, clearly they've never seen that side of her. And we're all just as shocked. They're like, what the fuck? But drunk Rain Man, Doree's confessional that killed me. Because that was the best way to describe it. And then, like, you see Erica and Garcelle having a moment afterwards, like, drunk before they get into their, like, PJs. And, like, Garcelle makes a joke that Storm is coming. Storm's dad's coming. (laughs) I, no, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, Even, like, you could tell Dorit felt like she was, like, amongst her people because she was so, like, they were so worldly. Oh, one thing I do want to talk about before we wrap this up and we um missed it when they went to lunch after the the church and everything happened um garcelle and dorit had a really really beautiful moment and i know we got some like heat on um, page and i for the way that we are talking about garcelle and dorit's first lunch but this was not the moment i think garcelle deserved but i felt like if she wasn't willing to have a conversation with dorit and didn't really care what dorit had to say then the lunch wasn't necessary. But this moment I thought was really, really nice. And I think it the way it ended with Dorit saying, I want you to feel like you can tell me things when they bother you. And Garcelle saying, I will. Like, I think that was like, I don't know. I I like I liked that moment between the two of them. I enjoyed that conversation because like Garcelle said, it humanizes us. Just being raw and yeah. vulnerable and just a safe space. Garcelle openly said, I don't think any of you all are racist. Like you can say and do microaggressions without and deep down in your heart being racist. And it's all has to do with your privilege and what you do and do not know. But I thought I love seeing those types of discussions on housewives because one, it is real life for some of us brown people out there, but also it's just kind of shows viewers like, I mean, we have these types of discussions on housewives and then we have mercies in the purse all in one yeah. episode. So, I, I mean, I it's just like I thought it yeah. was great. And I'm really glad they came to a moment. Um, I'm curious to see where they are now at the reunion. I, I do feel like but I I love that they were able to be there. Dorit was able to share about, you know, her Israeli background, her Jewish heritage. Um, so I, I appreciated that. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I didn't want that to pass because I thought it was a it was a really it was a it was a really good moment. It was a good housewife moment, and I liked that it didn't feel like Dorit was leaving it with the expectation that Garcelle needs to educate Dorit on what she should or shouldn't say or what could be triggering, but more of a let me know how you're feeling in the moment. We can have an open relationship, an open friendship where you can say to me, you know, don't please don't say that word or don't say it like that, and that Dorit will be receptive to it because I don't think Dorit was receptive to it at that dinner anyway. What what Garcelle was trying to say, so. Anyway, we went a little bit out of order there, but I didn't want to let that let that go without discussing it. Um, so I hope you guys get to have a Merces in the Purse type of weekend, maybe have one too many cocktails and impress everybody with your drink, drunk Rain Man ability. Uh, and while you're, you know, talking about all the um, religions of the world, head on over to wherever you podcast, subscribe, hit five stars and leave us a written review. And best of all, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.